0: Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspire teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today.
1: I'm amazed how education and other areas out in this world can advance and improve as we hear more and more about diseases that could be trickling in, we begin to see if there are solutions and answers. Why is it the church that way? Well, brother, we just want to do church the way it's always been done. Well, how did that work for you? How's the lost and dying in comparison to your mindset? So when you saw that this morning, I know you're aware of the fact that there are cliches and stereotypes in ministry. And that can be dangerous when you want to be on the cutting edge. So let me explain something here as we get ready to to, uh, close out uh, the message on vision. When we close it out, that does not mean it's over. That means it's now time to begin what to do with people who always want to talk about what God's going to do, but they never see God do anything. Would you please change gears? Reminds me the other day, Robert and I were riding somewhere, and we could hear something different in her car, and it was like, what in the world? And she looked over and she said, do you know what gear you're in? (laughs) And she gently changed it. I said, I was just revving up, baby, just revving up. I'm I'm used to driving that Ford Ranger. Reving up, hoping something will happen. I want to encourage you this morning to change gears. I a lot of times will take and put myself outside the church and pretend when I walk in what would it be like if I was here for the very first time? That's important that we do that. We are here to reach those that have not yet arrived. help you out here. He died before we arrived. He purchased your salvation before you were even born. Why do we feel like the church is for us? We are the body of Christ. We must reach out to those who have no idea how good it can be on the inside. So you're going to help me this morning as we get ready to bring this message full circle. I'm going to say the letter V, and you're going to know the answer to that, right? V stands for? Well, thank the Lord this isn't a classroom, because folks, we're in trouble. Somebody say voice. Yeah. There is no vision without a voice. And it's not my voice, and it's not your voice, and it's not their voice, it's his voice. So the V stands for? Good job. If you have one, guess who also has one? He does. Permit him to talk. Make it a two-way conversation. You share with him, he shares with you. Does that make sense? Okay, let me think I'm spelling correctly. The I stands for? We are an awesome group because we're saying both. Once you hear God's voice, you must be willing to make an investment. That's proof to others that you've heard his voice. So everyone say with me this morning, invest. Mm -hmm. So Les Brown, I used Les Brown the other day at the school. Les Brown is a phenomenal speaker, not just a motivational person and a solid believer. He said every day there should be a why inside of you. Without a Y, you'll never make an investment. I hope you're starting to process some things and like, you know what, this is going to be exactly what I need. So the V stands for? The I stands for? And then the S stands for? Sacrifice. Oh, yes. That's what made this nation such a great nation. We know that behind us is a legacy of people who have sacrificed for us to be where we are. If I was thinking today about November the 4th, I would begin to share with you what's going on in this nation and how some people are going to try to destroy what's been sacrificed. But see, you're not ready for that today. Because then you would automatically switch gears and go, he's talking about politics. But it's about high time that the body of Christ begins to wake up and realize that there are people coming in from other countries who have no clue what it took to make this nation what it has been. Sacrifice. So let me go ahead and plug the young people in right here. Most young people are clueless at what it takes to make a good relationship and a solid marriage and a good home. They just want the benefits. Right. Sounds like people coming over the border. Did I say that? I sure did. I'm working with young people who don't even know where their parents are. They don't even know what marriage and home is all about. They don't even have a clue what it means to sacrifice. Right. But when we talk about vision, biblical vision, we're talking about the voice of God speaking to us We begin to invest on the voice that we've heard. We're willing to make sacrifices so that the vision can be fulfilled. And then the next I, because you've already said it so very well, is impartation. There has to be an impartation. There has to be something coming from your life to your family, to the body of Christ, and then out into the community. And that's the way the kingdom is set up. If you're giving more to the local church than you are to your family, back up. Ooh, that's good preaching, brother. And all God's people said, amen. If you're giving more to the local church than you are your family, back up. If you're doing more in your community than you are for your family, back up. The impartation starts at the home level. It starts with your heritage. And see, that's a word a lot of children and young people have no clue what that means. But we're all concerned about assessments and formerly the FCAT. But these kids are disconnected. We have bypassed the keys to success. And it's all found in the word vision. Impartation isn't just standing before others and laying hands on them, and then they do some kind of whatever with their bodies. And I'm not saying that's all bad, and I'm not saying that's all good. But impartation is a lot deeper than that. And again, you need to understand we believe in the full measure of the gospel. Example. When they came to the garden, this is all introductory stuff, by the way. When they came to the garden and they asked for Jesus and he said to them, I am. I'm I'm the one you're looking for. The Bible says that all the soldiers fell back as in fell out. I think it's real cool if you have that experience. But what I watch is not that experience. I watch to see how relevant was that impartation out there. This is not showbiz. This isn't where you can get your groove on so that you can be cool. What we need to do is process that and take that out there so they can say, whoa, they're carrying something I don't have. They've got something that I'm lacking. They must have an impartation from above. There must be those who have spoken into their lives. So let me ask you a question as we now come down the stretch and get ready for this morning's message. How many people are speaking into your life right now? Oh, I know, by the hundreds. But how many biblically-based people are speaking into your life right now? That's the key. Because who's speaking you today will impact your tomorrows. And before you really listen to what they're saying, why don't you watch what they do? It might help you. Holy Spirit of God. Some of you are looking at me like, and you may fill in the blank. Listen closely. Before you buy into what people are saying to you, watch their lives. What you do speaks so loud, I can't hear what you say. People aren't impressed with how much you talk. They don't care how much you know. They want to see how well you serve when you're under the gun. When you're faced with obstacles and situations that could break you, bruise you, destroy you, they want to watch. Example. And we're coming close. Thank God I've got a lot of time this morning. I was watching, Father forgive me, an SEC story. (laughs) I thought that would bring some chatter because, you know, never mind. And it was the story about Chucky Mullins. Chucky Mullins was injured in a football game way back in the late 80s. He played for the team that just got beat last night. One down, a few more to go. Chucky was a solid believer. His background was African American. He hit Brad Kane, the fullback, from Vanderbilt down near the goal line. The hit was so hard that Chucky was immediately paralyzed right there. Since this isn't the message, I want you to get the story. How many know there's a difference between a story and the message? A lot of people buy into a story and never even get the message. Let me switch for a second. People love to hear the stories about Jesus, but there's a message in the story. He wants to live inside of you. The Apostle Paul wrote it this way, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So if you're thinking about heaven, I hope he's dwelling there now. Or you need to come and invite Jesus into your heart. Thinking about heaven doesn't put you there. I'm dealing with a whole lot of stuff that's out there in Christendom. And other type of ministries. Just thinking about it doesn't put you there. Let me break this down. I can think about my wife all day. But it's a heck of a lot better when I activate that thought. Y'all take it from there. There are people who think about their relationship with God, but they've never done anything with it. There are people now in eternity who will never know God because they thought about their relationship, but they never sealed the deal. Back to Brad King and Chucky Mullins. Chucky went home to be with the Lord at the age of 21. I'm talking in case you're drifting. I'm talking about not just listen to what people say, watch what people do. I'm trying to help you. Not only you, but I'm trying to help myself as I continue on this journey, and a lot of my journey is behind me as I look forward to the rest of the journey and spending eternity in the presence of God. I'm learning it's not what people say, it's what they do. People will market a lot of things, but mark this down. Watch their footsteps. It'll tell you everything about them. Not what they say, it's what they do. And visionary people are able to not only speak it, but they're able to walk it. When Almond Gunner and I were doing, I'll come right back in just a moment to Brad King and Chucky Mullins. When Almond Gunner and I and Dr. Langston did a lot of motivational programs and I'm speaking this down the road somewhere I'm looking forward to going from state to state across the nation and anywhere else because people need to be built up and lifted up. We used to say all the time there are big talkers and little walkers. I want to be a big walker and a small talker in your presence. Now in the throne room, in the courtroom of heaven, oh man, I've got communication going on and I'm listening to the Father and then I'm responding to the Father and it's not the other way around. God has more to say to you than you have to say to Him. So there was a great relationship built between Brad Kane from Vanderbilt and Chucky Mullins. He was devastated and felt for a long time it was his fault for the accident on the football field. He was simply the recipient of a pass. He got hit hard by Chucky. Boom, the rest of it I have just told you about. Giving you a skinny down version. When he went home to be with the Lord, the relationship had been so established that it even brought my wife up off the couch for a football story meaning she paid close attention because it was so riveting as Brad King continues to weep. He's in the healing process. How many know that it is a process? There are stories in God's Word where it's instantaneous, but there's other stories where it's a process. And be more concerned about not just the 10 who were healed. This is for all of you who like to play Bible trivia. But when Jesus healed ten, only one came back to say thank you. Does that show you something about the human heart? They're not concerned about the healer. They just want to be healed. Who cares about the healer? I just want what he has. You remember that story. It's scripted so well throughout the Gospels. Well, Chucky goes home. Brad is processing, coming through all of the uh, pain and everything concerning a 21-year-old scholar football player who is now in the presence of the Lord. And this blew my mind. We're talking right now about vision. We're setting the stage for the importance of the last segment. Listen closely. It's more important what you do than what you say. So three times a year, Brad King, by himself, leaves Nashville, Tennessee, drives all the way to Alabama to the cemetery where Chucky was buried. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 2014. Pastor, I know that. Chucky went home in 1991. Every, listen, every year, Three times a year, Brad comes from Nashville to Alabama and he goes and he cleans everything in the cemetery that's pertaining to Chucky Mullins. It was a powerful story the other night. And then he'll spend time there meditating and thinking about his friend and preparing his own heart to go to be with the Lord and be reunited with his friend. And here's the catch-all. I'm still talking about vision. Every one of those letters that you've already heard. One day that he goes is always on Christmas Day. That's December the 25th. He gets in the vehicle after he celebrates with his family. They do not ride with him. It was a real hot issue for about six years. And finally his wife realized, do I have anyone listening this morning? This is therapy for my husband. How well do you really love each other? And he gets in his vehicle every Christmas, makes his way down to Alabama to this cemetery, and he brings all of his tools with him, and he cleans everything there for Chucky Mullins. Washes it, scrubs it, wipes it all down. I'm talking about who you are is bigger than what you say you are. I'm talking about what you do is more valuable to the king than what you say to the king. There were many who said much to Jesus who seldom followed him all the way. I'm inviting you this morning to follow Jesus Christ all the way. When we close this morning after we have communion, I'm going to invite the praise team to come back up. I'm preparing for that entire band, by the way. They're coming. And you've already heard the message. You may go back to podcasts. If they're not obedient, I don't care how well they sing. I don't care how well you sing. I don't care how well you dance. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you're not obedient, you're going to absolutely do something to the vision of the house. You cannot do that. Because I'm in the watchtower. By the way, Aren't you having fun this morning getting all this free information? If you don't think worship is important, would you please tell me who he was before he got kicked out of heaven? He was the worship leader. But he was tired of giving the honor and the glory to the king who sat upon the throne. He wanted it for himself. You think I haven't seen that in all these years of ministry? People who are not singing for the glory of God, but for themselves? I'm an incredible prize fighter for the kingdom. I'll never lay hands on you. I'll never hit you. But I'll definitely let you know you're messing with the vision. So as we look at this, and we've moved through the impartation, now we're looking at that incredible letter. And, of course, Joshua and I yesterday, as we went out to work on baseball, I began to talk to him a little bit about Brad Cain. There's no cameras when he does this three times a year. It's an act of obedience. It's an act of love. Obedience and love go together. Jesus put it this way. If you say that you love me, obey me. Love and obedience go together. Love and obedience go together. When I don't feel like obeying God's word, I obey it anyway. When I don't feel the feelings for my wife, I stay in covenant with her. It's not always juicy-goosey. Sorry, Lucy. There are ups and downs in marriage, and that's my concern about the church, because we try to role-play things that are not real. There are struggles. There are battles. If you think you've got it tough, you ought to walk in the ministry sometime. And find out what that does for your marriage. Then you ought to tack on top of that education. See what that looks like. It's high time for the body of Christ to listen to those who are seasoned in the faith. Who have walked out kingdom principles. So when we look at vision, we're looking at the letter O. And everyone knows that it is obedience. And now ready for the message? I'm going to invite this morning a young man who shared something with me this past Wednesday. By the way, if you don't want the Lord to call on you through me as his servant, don't come up and talk to me, because <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity. When the Spirit of the Lord goes, green light, I'm a color code person. When God gives me caution, I watch out for those people. When God gives me red, I stop everything, boom. And when God gives me green, that means go. Pretty simple, isn't it? God wants you to drive in the kingdom. Drive his vision forward. So after this young man shared with me this incredible writing that God has given to him, right on point, on cue, I said, are you ready to share that Sunday morning? That would be today. Again, I think that's why sometimes we drift in our relationship to God because we know he talks, but we're not ready to listen. Ooh, I know God's here right now. Ooh, ooh. We know God speaks. We know God knows your name. We know that God has spoken to you. You know God has spoken to you. But sometimes it's better just to kind of go, I, don't think, I may just have to sit over here. Or I might just do this. I don't want to give you all those examples because some of you will go, he's talking to me, but I don't know if that's your situation or not. But the Spirit of the Lord knows. So I spoke to him and I said, "Um, as we get ready to close out the message on vision, I'm going to have you come forward and I want you to read what God has given to you and I want you to share it with the house that's going to set the tone for this morning. So he said, I'll pray about it. Um, Okay, I'll do it. And then I checked with his mother. And Miss Ruby said, okay. I'd already... I hope you don't read this wrong. I already got an okay from heaven, but I'll still check on earth. There are so many believers have an okay from heaven, and they still won't do it on earth. That's why Jesus prayed that we should pray this way. Our Father... Come on, help me. Which art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Time out right there. God wants the vision of heaven to be activated not only in our minds, but in our walk on earth. Close out portion of Chucky Mullins and Brad Kane. More individuals have been touched by those two men whose lives were melted and welded together than if that accident had never happened. Let me help you out. No, God did not cause the accident, but God has used what was meant for evil for good. Can you see that this morning? That's the purpose of living in the kingdom. It may have been a bad situation. It may have been evil in the minds of others, and maybe the enemy was trying to bring me down, but I know that God's bringing something good out of that. And they're just me up and gets me fired. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. I didn't forget. That's how low so many Christians live. They have no fuel. They have no fire. They have no passion on the inside. You know why? Because God gifted you, but you don't always want to do this. Stir it up. Paul said to Timothy a couple weeks ago here in the house, come on, the gifts inside of you, are you stirring that up or are you stirring up your flesh? Everybody lives stirred up. Everybody has a motor. Everybody flips the switch. Which switch are you flipping? For the kingdom or for yourself? And so after talking with Miss Morales and we got that all squared away, I'm inviting him to come this morning. We're going to hand him the mic, he's going to stand here in the front, and we're going to let him know we're all family. There's no need to be nervous. He is sharing something that God has given to him, and then we're going to dive right into the into the word on the last part of the vision. Awesome. Would you stand and give him a big round of applause this morning? Come on, church. Come on, church. Yes. Awesome.
2: Thank you. You guys may be seated. God bless everyone who's in the house this morning. Amen. Uh, vision. Vision is a strong word, especially for a kid 20 years of age like myself. Something that drives me, and, and I, I've gone through a lot, and I just want to be pushed more towards Jesus and the Father, and, and, and vision is what I set my eyes on. So I love to write. And I read this about three or four weeks back, and when the pastor, Dennis, started praying about vision, or preaching about vision, sorry, something spoke to me. And I said, you know what, let me show them. So... I, would, I, I thank Pastor Dennis for allowing me to read this to you and I hope you guys like it. The title of the story is called Can You Hear Him? Through the mist of all the noise can you hear him? When the enemy is surrounding and your heart is pounding can you hear him? Can you hear him when you cry out his name? Can you hear him when you are struggling in pain? Can you hear him when he was crucified? Can you hear him when he told a dead man to rise? But let me ask you Do you know you can see him if you close your eyes? When you walk by faith and not by sight, you can hear him calling. Don't be quick to forget the fires of hell if you lose sight of where you are, but fear the fire of the Lord. Do not stray or go too far. How would you feel when the day came and the trumpet sounded and you do not hear? Would it shake you to your core? Would you stand in fear? How would you feel if Jesus said, Depart from me, I do not know you. Would you tremble? Would it bring a tear? But it is never too late to open up the floodgates of your heart. Accept Jesus for all he is. Give all to him and he will give tenfold back to you. Our Lord God molded you from his heart. Through you, people who do not know will see. That even when they may be passing through the storm, there is a God. There is a God who sits on high and looks down low. A God that that will cleanse you and bring you to eternal life. The blood that was shed that reaches to the highest mountain and it flows through the lowest valley. The blood that has cleansed each and every single one of us. The blood in that power or the power in that blood will not lose. lose. Stay silent and stay obedient and listen. He is calling. Pick up the phone and answer because as quick as he said, let there be light and there was light. He can call us all home. Open up and hear him because there is a place for all of us in the book of life. Do not let the enemy divide you. The Bible is your sword, and faith your shield. Stand strong. Stand firm. We are all soldiers in the army of the Lord. Here I am, Father. I am listening. I humble myself before you. I thank you, Father, for all you have done and opening our eyes to see. In your holy name, I pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Come on. Thank you, thank you. Great job. That's a great. Job. That's a great job. Come on, church. That's a great job, brother. I appreciate it, I love you, I love you. Yes, come on. Wow. Turn to somebody and say, can you hear his voice? Can you hear his voice? Can you hear his voice? And that brings us now to the last letter that we want to look at in the word vision. How many know that that was a now word that he just gave to us? That was a now word. Hint, hint. If you had been in my class when I was a classroom teacher, I just fed you the answer to the word vision. Guard closely people who talk about vision, but it's never in the now. God is a now God. Don't talk about what God did yesterday. He's not there. You don't necessarily need to bring up what He's going to be doing. You can talk about what God's doing right now. That's what will catch people's attention when you start talking about the God of the now. And this is what the Bible is talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. And there it says that this is the accepted time of the Lord. This is the day of salvation. And I'm sure you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a salvation message. Um, You might want to kind of... Saddle back up and pay close attention to the importance of vision and specifically people who live with a vision, people who carry a vision are always in the now. They're current, they're relevant, they know how to relate, they know how to bring data to the situation, and they know how to see heaven touch earth. By the way, if you didn't like it that way, let me flip it. Young people know how to bring hell to earth Haven't you been where they are on the weekends? Haven't you seen them on Saturday morning or on Monday morning after a long weekend? Have you ever watched their demeanor and their decor and their communication? They brought hell to earth. Why can't we bring heaven to earth? You think about that. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you. I will come on. I think that was from a little child in the back. Egg me on. Egg me on. Oh, my, my, my. I've I've never thought about that before. That's why I love the presence of the Lord because I remember hearing Bill Johnson talk about heaven to earth. But you know what? People freak out about that, but we don't freak out when we see all the things that are demonic and that are brought right out of the pits of hell, and there they are on the landscape of our nation. Do you want me to talk about that this morning? It's time for the church to turn it back around and bring heaven to earth. Amen. If you have your Bibles and would like to go with me to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it says there, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. To prepare for tomorrow and yet live in the now is living by faith. Let me give that to you again. To prepare for tomorrow and yet live in the now is living by faith. Visionary people live in faith. Not just by faith, but in faith. I'm going to let you know again that the Spirit of the Lord is moving mightily in the tri-county area and it won't be long until you're going to see dual services, double services because we're not going to be able to hold everyone in one service. And I'm also prophesying prophetically that the property is coming in, the finances are coming in and the battle is the Lord's and what He invites us to do is to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Now that is faith. Now faith is the assurance And now faith is the convictions of things that you have not yet seen, and you call those things that are not as though they were. Amen. Good preaching. We live in an age of distraction. Does anyone agree with that? Yet one of life's sharpest paradoxes is that your brightest future hinges on your ability to pay attention to the present. For those of you that were with us back when we were out in the country, my good friend who is now home with the Lord, Dr. David Langston, used to say all the time to students two things. Number one, pay attention. Number two, listen well. If you'll take those two statements and begin looking, scanning through God's Word, you will find Scripture after Scripture where God invites us to pay attention and then where God invites us to listen well. And I say that to our children and our young people at the school. Children at the elementary level, young people at the middle and high school level. And I even say it to my own son. Our daughter, she's 25. She should know this by now. Did you see how I flipped the script? There comes a time and a place where you are responsible for your walk with the Lord. You can't blame it on the church. You can't blame it on the nation. You can't blame it on the government. You can't blame it on a preacher. Your walk before the Lord is your walk. It's time for you to get it on. That's good preaching right there, Pastor. We need to live more in the moment. Living in the moment, also called mindfulness, it's a state of active, open, intentional attention on the present. Are you there right now? in just these moments that we have around God's Word? Are you really locked in right now? Are you ready to take everything out of this locker room experience in the kingdom and walk right back out into a lost and dying world and to be so in tune so that you're ready to help people wherever they are? Example, as we're moving through this message this morning. Yesterday I received a call from Beverly Brown, who is in charge of, um, hires backsling. Uh, in setting up programs in the month of December called Hope by Candlelight. She began to share a phenomenal story. And in January, by the way, I wasn't kidding when I said, if you don't want me to say something, don't come talk to me. Because if the Lord gives me a green light, I'm going to give that to you. She began to share her story, which I don't want to take time for this morning. And I said to her in the midst of our conversation, I've never met her before. But I began to listen to her testimony, I said, when can we bring you in? When you hear her story, you are going to go, oh, my goodness, there is hope beyond this life. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine for all of those who love the hymns. That was a hymn. That wasn't Scripture. I'm amazed at how many people sing choruses and thought that that was a song that came out of Scripture. Sometimes, but a lot of times, it's a hymn writer. Get to know the author of the book, not the hymnal. That's good preaching right there, Pastor. As we're moving through, I want to come back to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 one more time. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Now people, listen closely, now people live with assurance, now people live with conviction. The best thing that Robin and I could have ever done was to lay down our dream and desire. We thought that's what the Lord was doing. And to simply say, whatever you want to do with Bradley and Amy, it's okay with us. We're still not going to run. So when you see me standing here preaching and you're going, how much longer? Why don't you say the same thing after you've served God in a community for over 25 years? And you're waiting on things to come together. God is a now God. It's a huge word. God is in the now, right now. God wants to do things in your life right now. And he's not holding you up. You're holding yourself up. People with vision live with assurance and people who live with vision have a strong conviction. I want to give to you this morning the assurance that the Lord is with you. And if he said he's going to teach your children and he's going to bring them through the storms, trust in God, not the storms. Come on, church. Trust in God. Have an inner conviction that things are not as they appear. God is going to change that. God is going to reroute that. God is going to rearrange that. We need holy conviction in the house. That would be the body of Christ. As we continue looking at the word now. Take your Bibles if you'd like or you can look on the screen. In Romans chapter 16 and verse 25 it says, Now to him... Who is able to establish you according to my gospel. Let's pause for a moment. There are people that are being established according to the culture. And when the culture changes, they change. The Bible says that he will establish you according to the gospel. The gospel would be the word of God. So let me see if I could just kind of weave this right into the message. Let's pretend that Jesus is going to tarry. Eventually, my timeline, Robin's timeline, is going to end here. Continue on over there. But our children and our grandchildren will be left here. When I was in my 20s, I didn't think about this. I think about it now. Wait till you get there. I want the Lord to establish my children and grandchildren in the gospel. So I was sitting behind the wall before service pre-music was going on and I looked over at Joshua and I said in the spirit to the Lord in English, I said, establish him. I said, establish him. Grow him up in the faith. Cause him to be strong. I didn't ask the Lord to call him into the ministry. That is not my right. That's God's right. But I have the privilege and the right of passage to go, please establish this young man. As he has invitations like all the other young people, that he reroutes opportunities at the high school. Do I need to call out some of those examples that have to be rerouted? And he and I have had frank conversation about anything you, that's on your mind right now that would shake you up if I start talking to you the way I talk to him. Example, it may look good, and it may feel good, but it may not end good, so leave it alone. I'm praying this morning in this message that there will be some individuals who are going to get established. Established. I'm not saying the storms aren't going to come, church. I'm not saying you're not going to have some battles and some issues in life, but I am praying, earnestly praying over this house, God, establish your people in the Word. Oh, by the way, don't let God's Word rebuke you. Let's finish the Scripture, and I'll explain. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Let me give you some Scripture. The preaching of the gospel is only foolish to those who are perishing. So if you're in here going, when I get out of here, I'm never coming back, you're probably one of those that are perishing. You're thinking to yourself, man, you're really bold. Well, let me go back to Thursday night. Louisville's up 21 to nothing on Florida State. I said, just watch the second half, Josh. I said, Florida State's not done. And I'm not a fan of Florida State. I said, here's what they're going to do. They're going to, y'all need to pay attention. They're going to come out and they're going to impose their will on Louisville. Les Brown put it this way. Do you have within you what it takes to put your will over the will of the enemy and come out on top? To those that are perishing, they have willed it so. Hmm. Very strong word. What does that mean? Every person who goes out into a Christless eternity, that's why I don't even like to use the word hell. But that's what Christless eternity means, meaning Christ won't be there. Listen, I want you to hear this strong word. Ready? They willed it so. Mm Hmm. Wow, Pastor, that can't be. How many of you have already willed this message off? Meaning you're just sitting there out of compliance or out of due respect because you were raised in the South. But in your heart and in your mind, your will has said, I'm done with this. That's how easy it is to be separated from Jesus Christ. God comes knocking time after time. I have seen it in my spirit. I have seen it spiritually where God comes and he knocks on the hearts of people and they are so resistant. They're so defiant. They will not do it. Not now. It doesn't matter that it's the day of salvation. Not now. But you don't control tomorrow. I have even heard, and I'm not trying to wow anyone, I have heard cries out of hell, people screaming words like this, if only, if only, I've heard that cry. From people, not just who have come to services, I don't mean this facility. People that have been under the sound of the gospel, but people who were spoke to from time to time and wouldn't respond. Now that brings me back to Beverly Brown. Let me give you an insight whenever you fail to remember something ask the Holy Spirit to bring it back to your remembrance that's one of his ministry gifts that when we fail to remember he will bring I'm trying to help our young people when you are in a test that you have studied for I'm talking about assurance and conviction God help us and you know that you have prepared yourself and you're ready for that test, but all of a sudden your mind goes blank. It is now a good time to bow and say, Holy Spirit, will you bring it back to my memory? I studied, Lord. I put in hours. Please help me to remember what I studied. I thank you. You'll be amazed the switch that will come on. You'll be amazed what the Lord will do. So now back to Beverly Brown. I felt compelled, I felt convicted. I'm, I, I'm in. Uh, the passage of Scripture that we were looking at concerning the importance of having assurance and conviction and coming under the presence of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I felt compelled this morning when I was sending out a couple texts from Our Daily Bread to include her on the text. I have not met this individual. And yes, I'm very guarded about sending texts to women, extremely guarded, Example, did you know that Billy Graham, when he was in full-fledged ministry, watch this, church, if I was to ask young people who's Billy Graham, most of the kids in our culture don't even know who Billy Graham was, even though he's still living. Do you understand what's happening in our nation, the undermining that's going on, and the church is asleep? God help us. Billy Graham had this rule. I'm going to get back to Beverly. Beverly. I'm talking about assurance and conviction. I'm talking about being established. And I might even stop right here because if you're not in the now, now, when will you get there? Because I'm in the now. I live in the now. And I think about tomorrow today. Billy Graham had a rule. I'm talking about connecting this with the text. And how guarded I am about texting women. Or if I had a Facebook account, how guarded I would be to even get involved with that. Oh, you're, you're silly. You're foolish. Notice when my, I pointed way out here. I didn't point at you. I pointed here. You're foolish. The enemy will absolutely come against you in the simplest way. And you meant no harm. But he does mean harm. You need to hear the voice of the Lord this morning. So keep playing. Well, you no, 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 I'm look, listen, you better know when you're standing in the presence of a warrior who is warring for your souls. Billy Graham had this as a rule. I will never be in a vehicle alone with a woman and I'll never be in an elevator alone with a woman. That's not on women. That's simply saying giving no place to the enemy. Especially when you have a high calling. Especially when you carry a vision. And some of you who are thinking are going, man, he's way off course. Really? Think again. When you carry a vision, you live a very guarded life. You think that's strong? The Bible says that Jesus would not entrust himself to anyone. Because he knew what was in the heart of man. Including mine. I cannot tell you how many times church in Franklin, North Carolina, where I used to be a youth pastor and associate pastor and all of that, I would tell the Lord things. I would never let this happen. I would never. And you know what? I'll be doggone if it didn't happen. You're not as strong as you think you are. So go ahead and get mad. Because there is one out there that seeks to devour you. He comes against you as a roaring lion. Now back to the text. Man, I sense the presence of the Lord here. So I felt compelled of the Holy Spirit. I felt convicted to go ahead and just put that text to Miss Brown and shoot that to her after the testimony that I heard yesterday afternoon. Can't wait for her to get in here in the first of the year. It wasn't two minutes later that she texted me back. And she said, Pastor Weber, you don't even know what I'm going through. But the Holy Spirit does. And I needed that from our daily bread this morning. What is that? It's called obedience to the convictions of God. Instead of obeying all of the personality traits that come into your life, begin obeying God's voice. Don't be concerned about the peer pressure, young people. So, visionary people are established. 1 Timothy 1, verse 17 says, Now to the king eternal, immortal... Immortal, invisible, the only God, to be honor and glory forever and ever. Are you ready? How can I tell if I'm a now person? How can I tell I'm around a visionary? A visionary person always honors the king. He may be invisible, but he's very visible if you'll walk in the spirit with him. You will see the trademarks of his hand on your life. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10 says, But it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. I can't, I want so bad to tie in her story, Beverly Brown's story, and the stuff that she's gone through. And she said to me yesterday on the phone, without giving you too much detail, she said, Can I tell you my testimony? I said, yes, ma'am, you can. And she began to share. And she said, there's no need for us to be afraid of death if we are in Christ Jesus. That's a now person who has gone through the storms and has processed it all. And now she is able to see him face to face in all of his glory. Though he is invisible from the natural, she can see him by walking by faith in the spirit. Are you there? And the last verse. In Jude chapter 1, verse 24, it says, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. One of my dad's favorite verses. (laughs) What was that chuckle about? I'm going to be honest and tell you. One of my dad's favorite verses is right there. In Jude, chapter 1, verse 24. I'm going to give you four things and then we're done. I'm going to close out with a Starbucks story. I just said on another track in here that brought the giggle. I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I said inside, Lord, I don't know what to do with religiosity and people who have that religious appearance. And the Spirit of the Lord, this is what brought the chuckle. The Holy Spirit spoke to me right then and said, leave it alone. I'll take care of it. And I started chuckling. Can I tell you something? It was a good man of God in the Methodist movement. His name was Wade Childers, who came to me one time at a steakhouse in North Carolina. And he said to me, I really like you, but you're one of the most religious. And he used a word, pastor to pastor, that I've ever met. I said, really? Really? He said, yeah, you really come off with a religious, he, he said, I can't hardly stand it. And I said, Wade, will you help me through the journey that we're together here in Franklin, North, in Macon County, Franklin, North Carolina, so that all of that religious stuff will get off of my life? Because if you are walking in religion, you're a dead man, dead woman walking. So that's what I was chuckling about. Just to let you know. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me, I am his own. The Lord will speak to you just like he speaks to me. There's no better than thou stuff in the kingdom. You know his voice. You know when he tells you to pipe down. You know when he tells you mind your own business and lead a quiet life. So one of my dad's favorite verses as we close this morning is Jude chapter 1 verse 24. He was speaking this over my life when I was anything but where I am today. Now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling to make you stand in the presence of his glory blameless with great joy. Oh, I know why you're kind of getting emotional about it. You've been thinking about that all weekend. Not so fast, my friend. Haven't thought about that at all. But now under the presence and in the presence of the Lord, I am reminded by recall that this was one of his favorite verses that he would speak, not only over all five of us children, but he spoke it over all the ministries. So if you would like to have these closing comments, I'm going to invite you as I begin. If you're in this category, I'm going to invite you to stand. I want to tell you why. This nation is about to go through some things it has never faced. And we, the people of God, have got to know the following things. And now you may begin standing, and you can remain seated. It will not change me one iota. Now visionary people are kept. Father, I thank you this morning that you're keeping my wife, you're keeping my life, you're keeping our children, you're keeping our grandchildren, and you're keeping this ministry. And I thank you it's not our ministry, it's your ministry. And every person that begins to stand, I thank you this morning that they will be kept. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Secondly, visionary people will not stumble. Visionary people will not stumble. So let me back up. There were times when I had to call a double timeout because the kids on the bench didn't get it because I was so up there that they were like, what the heck did you just say? So I'm going to call another timeout. We're about ready for communion. If you would like this etched upon your heart and upon your mind, if you would like for him to write this on the tablet of your heart, as I call these out, I invite you to stand. If you don't want to stand, I understand. But listen to me. God is wanting desperately to keep you. God is desperately wanting to help you stop stumbling. Let me go back over them again. So as you feel The Spirit of the Lord drawing and tugging you. I know too. The first time my dad read this verse, I absolutely opposed it. I don't want to be established in the faith. I want to get out and have fun. I want to do what all the other kids are doing and I'm tired of being called a PK, a preacher's kid. I'm done with it. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to be established. But you know what? God's Word is greater than your will and I can tell you this after a whole bunch of years that are behind me now, I can tell you however strong your will is, it's not greater than the word of God. So I'm going to call these out, and you can stand if you'd so like. But don't cry when the the battle starts raging because you've asked God to keep his hands off. What does that mean? I remember the time at Canadian Bible College before I was dismissed from that school. I got down on the floor in my room, and my uh, uh, partner had already gone for the day. I think he had gone on to chapel because they asked me not to go to chapel because I was headed out of there. That's true. And I got down, and I knelt, and I said, I'm done having it my way. Done. I'm done. I know I'm going back home, and I've got to fly across Canada and then down into Michigan, but I am done. God, I am done having it my way. I am ready to be established. Are you? Visionary people are going to be kept. Visionary people are not going to stumble. And I declare that over this house. Visionary people will be blameless in the presence of the Lord. There are some of you who are here this morning that desperately want to be in God's presence, but you think that your sin track record is holding you up. And I'm saying that the blood has covered that up. And the last one, visionary people are always joyful. So here's the closing story. God just gave me a little nugget. It's 1209, ladies and gentlemen. Now I know why there's not enough joy in the camp. Because people are carrying around all kind of guilt. That was the text. When you realize that your sins have been covered and you are now blameless, you're faultless, you're clean, you can actually carry a vision, man, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. His name? Howard Schultz. 1982, he began studying this little business called Starbucks. And he was a visionary kind of person. And he told his family in a book that he wrote, which tells the story, that he was ready to lay down all that he had accomplished in Brooklyn, New York. And he wanted to take a flight out to Seattle and to meet the owners of the Starbucks company. He went out there and listened and watched And then he began to see some things that they could do to completely make an overhaul of their whole organization. They bought into it, and all of us have been enjoying it. I want to give you a quote that he said. Let me say that last piece again. They bought into it, and we've all been buying from it. Starbucks is everywhere. And he was sharing that when he was making his way back to New York City from Seattle and that five-hour flight. He said it was like I was in a different place. And I began to see what could actually happen at Starbucks. Are we in a different place today where we can see what God sees for this tri county area and how we can help students in school and how we can do tutoring and how we can have all kinds of events and have a gymnasium where kids can come? Can you see that? Are you there where you can see God bringing that down and making that happen in the tri county area? And now, this quote. Yeah, come on, give the Lord praise. Here's this quote. I saw Starbucks not for what it was, but for what it could be. Switch it out. I see my marriage not for what it was or is, but for what it could be. I see my children not for what they are, but for what they will be. I see students at school not for what they are, but for what they could be. I see this Tri-County area not for what it is, but for what it could be. I'm a visionary and I live in the now. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you that you have been speaking to our hearts over the last several weeks and you've been ministering to us. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you would launch those who absolutely have heard from heaven and are ready to do it in the now. Lord, stir their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. God's people said, as we get ready for communion, this just happened this week. You ready? Got a call from Roman Gunner. We've been praying together a lot on the phone. And he said, guess what? I said, what? He said, this is going to blow your mind. I said, no, not really. He said, um, I know a man who played with Michael Jordan for the Bulls. I said, really? That's cool. And he has heard about what I want to do in the Jacksonville area for kids. I said, uh-huh. He said, you know we've been talking about this for years, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, are you ready for this? I said, I don't know. He said, well, you might want to sit down. I said, no, I'm good. I, I, I'm, come on, let's go. And we talk at a different level. I won't do all that right now. And he said, here's what's going on. He said, I've just received a $2.5 million property with the following things on it. Swimming pool, outdoor courts, softball, baseball, track, indoor facility with all kind of basketball, etc., etc. Weight, all of that. Weight room, all of that. 2.5. I said, wow, cool. What's the catch? He said, it's going to blow your mind. I said, all right, tell me. He said, it's going to cost me a dollar a year. I said, what? I said, you're crazy. He said, no, D-Webb, I'm going to tell you. Like it really is. I said, Gunner, you're nuts. He said, no, I got to pay a dollar a year. That's what I pay. And he said, um, are you ready to come help us on the weekend? I said, Absolutely. I'll I'll leave work right after school on Friday. I'll make that run to Jacksonville. Whatever it takes to help young people and children and rescue our kids. He's coming sometime in November on a Wednesday night. I'm trying to stir your hearts. He's been praying for a long time. He's a fisherman. He loves to fish. He's got a nice boat. He loves to fish. He's prayed for a long time. God, can I get a home down on the St. John's River? And people have made fun of him and all of that stuff because, you know, St. John's leads on out to the Atlantic and that gets him out there where he wants to go. In the last 10 days, and oh, by the way, if we can't rejoice over that, how are we going to be able to rejoice when it happens for us? God has provided a home on the river through Greg Francis, who's a realtor and a pastor. God will put the right people into your lives. And if I told you what his monthly payment would be, it will freak you out. So I'm going to let him tell you about that when he comes. This has not been something that I've drummed up about vision. So what did you see when you came here way back in 1988? That there were people who were struggling, who really wanted to advance? But were shot down time after time because they had a dream, they had a vision, there was something they wanted to see happen. And I'm here standing before you to let you know that your vision is before you. God is inviting you into the now. Together we can make it happen. I'm not talking about the ministry. I'll do everything I can to help you become successful. I want you to be successful. I want you to reach all your goals. I want you to have everything that God's promised to you. But I'm going to ask you to do one thing. And here's the invitation this morning before we have communion and we'll be out the door. Because if you hear what I'm about to tell you, you understand what's in this house. And if you don't, you shouldn't be here. You shouldn't be here. Through the years, my dad taught me two things. One, this is for those who are in the now, the visionary people. Son, go quietly. Son, go quietly. Number two, you ready? Stay the course. I cannot tell you how many times I've told Almond Gunner, don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. I know all the city councilmen aren't coming through for you. I know. That, I know. You just hang in there, stay the course, Gunner. Stay the course, Almond. Stay the course, Almond. Go quietly. Don't make that phone call. Shh, don't. Don't say a thing. Shh. Leave it alone. The other morning, the Lord woke me up and asked me to give this verse to him: "Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord." If you really want to see the vision of God fulfilled in your life, this is not about, let's get this done here, because this is going to happen. I'm, I'm here for you guys. Uh, this is a message for you. I am overwhelmed, and I try, because I, I look at faces a lot of times, and it's like, I can't preach at that level because they're not there. I am just devastated at how many people do not know how to live in the now and make it happen and go get it. God is a now God. In the sweet bye Get up. Now. 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 You start singing sweet by and by to me, I start drifting spiritually. Play your little games. I don't care. Play on. Just don't take up my time. God is inviting us. Go quietly and stay the course. The vision what you're desiring for your family, for your business, for your education, for your vocation, it's on course, it's yours. But you have got to go quietly, and you've got to stay the course, and it's in the now. If that's you, I want you to stand. Bradley, wherever you are, if you're here in the room, I want you to come pray over us, and then I need everyone who's going to help us serve communion this morning to come. And our closeout song, I think, is the second song that Bradley let us in this morning. I, he's the pastor in the house, but he's also my son, so it's tough for me to call him pastor. Someday he'll be the senior pastor here. I said someday. All you heard was the other part. Pay attention and listen well. I want Bradley to come. He's going to pray over us. What are we standing for? That the vision that God's given to you, the hope, the dream, the desire that you have is going to happen. But you've got to learn to stay the course and go quietly. And let me tell you something. That's tough to do. But that's what God's wanting us to do. Can I tell you that's what Jesus did? For 33 and a half years, he went quietly and he stayed the course all the way down the Via Della Rosa. Pray over us, <laughs> and then we're gonna we're gonna have our men come, and we're gonna serve communion, and we're gonna sing out this morning. That second song, I believe it is. You ready? You ready? Ready. You ready?
0: I'm ready. You ready?
1: ready. Oh, hold on, church. Get there, right Damn. there. In the, get right there. Oh, I know. Get right there. No, get right there in front. Yeah. 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 I'm going to give you a verse this morning, my son, that will carry you and the ministry forward. And that doesn't mean my days are behind me. But here's the verse. It will not be by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And God's going to raise up everything that we're going to need. Because you've been such a worshiper of God. He is going to open up ways and avenues and all the attacks that will come against the ministry or against your life Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. The prophet of old said to a man of God, The Lord will fight your battles. Bradley Wayne Weber, as my son, as the future leader of this house, the Lord will fight your battles for you. It was no accident when you obeyed God and Amy obeyed God and you have come to Florida. And it will not be by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, if you'll pray over this house, and then our elders are going to come, and other leaders that are going to be future elders, if we need other assistance, we're going to serve communion in this house. And then we're going to go out with that psalm this morning. And we are visionary people who live in the now. Right now. Pray for us.
0: Father, we come before you today. And first and foremost, Father, we ask for forgiveness for dropping the ball on vision for our our homes and our lives. And Father, for being overwhelmed at times with the vision. Father, a lot of times we walk away because the vision seems so big. Not ministry, but our lives. It seems so big and we just think there's no possible way we can do that. We're right. We can't without you. So, Father, forgive us. Father, for every person here today, I lift them up and I, and I, I, I speak establishment over their lives and over the, over the individual visions that you've yes. planted and, and, and birthed and put inside of eight, each and every person today. Father, establish us as people. Yes. Father, establish us as your children. We have been, but God may our minds receive the establishment. We are, we are your children. And I speak life into every vision, into every person, into every home, into every student, into every child in this house, in this, in the room surround. I speak life into them. And where life tries to suck the life out of that vision and out of us. Father, I ask that you would just saturate us with life. When we're consumed and surrounded by death and and negative people and negative conversations and negative talk. Father, I speak life in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org Dot o-r-g. There you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.